This is Wait, Tell Me Everything, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm Andrea, and I'm Kristen, and we're back. Yeah, it took a little break. Took a little break. As you can tell, I'm still tired. You are. Um, yeah. You've had a busy few days. Yes. There you go. Yes, I have. And so we're taping uh, on a Monday. Um, so this will drop later on this evening. Um, so it's just going to be hot off the presses. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Somebody did, well, ask me, are you going to see tape of your podcast? And I was like, um, yeah, that's going to happen one day. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And here we are. I even posted that we'll be back. Oh, um, Monday. So good. Yeah. So I didn't say what time Monday. <laughs> Sometime on Monday. That's about as accurate yeah. as we can get. Yeah. I just said Monday. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm a little low energy right now. I'm going to try to pump it up. Pump, 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 pump it up. All right. Well, let's get started. Um, I have several stories. Well, three. And they're all pretty interconnected. Um, where to start? It's all bad. So, sorry. In, in advance. Apologies. Um, not great, but okay. Like, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm sorry. But, uh, but okay. I can't. I am, uh, as much as I'd like to control current events, still out of my control. So... Uh, there's nothing but really unfortunate things in the news. Um, so I'm going to start. I don't know. T- I don't even know where to start. Let's start with. This is from CNN. Um, Dateline April 12th. And by uh, Dakin Andon and Chris Boyett. The headline is two Virginia police officers use excessive force threatened army officer during traffic stop. Have you seen this or heard about it? I've heard about that and don't watch that. I can't. I know. So um, this is a U.S. Army officer suing two Virginia police officers after they pointed guns at him, pepper sprayed him, and pushed him to the ground during a traffic stop last December, so just a few months back, for what the officers believe was a missing license plate on his new SUV. Uh, The lawsuit by 2nd Lieutenant Karan, I don't know if it's Karen, or Karan, C-A-R-O-N. How would you say that? It's a man's uh, name. Say it again. C-A-R-O-N. So Karan? Karan. Karan mm-hmm. Nazario 
who is black and Latino, is seeking $1 million in compensatory damages, claiming two Windsor, Virginia police officers violated his rights uh, guaranteed under the First and Fourth Amendments. The suit filed in U.S. District Court and first reported by the Virginian pilot claims unlawful seizure, excessive force, illegal search, violating his First Amendment right to free speech and common law assault, battery, and false imprisonment. CNN has tried unsuccessfully to reach officers Joe Gutierrez and Daniel Crocker for comment. It's unclear if they have legal representation who would comment on their behalf. Um, So late Sunday evening, town manager William Saunders confirmed to CNN that Gutierrez, so that's one of the officers, had been fired following an investigation into the incident launched because of use of force. Um, He says... At the conclusion of this investigation, it was determined that Windsor Police Department policy was not followed. This resulted in disciplinary action and department-wide requirements for additional training were implemented beginning in January and continue up to the present. Since that time, Officer Gutierrez, who, uh, Officer Gutierrez was also terminated from his employment. Crocker, who's the other officer, is still employed by the police department. Um, So footage of the incident has drawn condemnation from many, including the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, who called it disturbing. He said he was, quote, directing the Virginia State Police to conduct an independent investigation. Uh, He went on to say on Twitter, our Commonwealth has done important work on police reform, but we must keep working to ensure that Virginians are safe during interactions with police. The enforcement of laws is fair and equitable and that people are held accountable. Uh, the encounter was captured by several cameras, including both officers, body cameras and Nazario. That's the Lieutenant. Um, mm-hmm. um, and his phone. So he had his phone on like his dash, you know, and he obviously like set it to record as he was being pulled over. I haven't okay. I haven't gotten to see that footage, um, but that's like so th- it is captured from lots of vantage points because you get his like f- like his basically like his steering wheels vantage point, and then you also have the body cameras of a couple of the officers that are on and that capture everything. So there's mm-hmm. like really no denying like kind of how badly it was all done. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, he says um, Nazario says I'm honestly afraid to get out in, to the officers after they've approached the vehicle with weapons drawn and order him to exit the vehicle now mind you at this point they have yet to tell him why they pulled him over okay like mm-hmm. at no point have they told him why he's being pulled over which is for the fact that they, they're claiming they can't see his license plate because it's the dealer plates are like taped to the back window inside and his windows are tinted so basically he's driving a a brand new car the windows are tinted and they're claiming he doesn't have proper plates but he doesn't know this at this point like it's literally first of all it's that stupid like that's the dumb thing that they're pulling him over for and secondly they have not communicated this to them to him at this point they've got they've got like three units that have been pulled up two officers that you can see with guns drawn and and he's got both his hands outside. He's got his window, driver's side window, completely rolled down. He has both his hands outside, fully in view. Um, and you can see all of this from all the different vantage points. 
And so he says, I'm honestly afraid to get out. And then Gutierrez says, yeah, you should be. So, and catch this, Nazario is in uniform. Like uh-uh. he's, li- he's literally in his like army fatigues. Um, Nazario was in uniform, was driving a new Chevrolet Tahoe. This is on December 5th, 2020, when he was pulled over. The vehicle uh-huh. was new enough that Nazario did not have permanent license plates yet, but he had cardboard temporary plates taped on the inside of the rear window. According to the police reports provided as exhibits to the lawsuit, Crocker, who's one of the, one of the officers, uh-huh. tur- turned on his patrol vehicle lights and sirens to initiate a traffic stop at 6.34 p.m. for a black SUV with, quote, dark tinted windows and no license plate. The lawsuit said the license plate is visible in the body cam video at three separate times. In his police report, Crocker acknowledged seeing the plate later in the altercation. Nazario. Okay, so why? Why? Right. Why? Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Nazario's vehicle continued westbound at a low rate of speed, Crocker wrote in the report, adding that the driver had, quote, disregarded his lights and sirens. Quote, I was unable to see inside of the vehicle due to the window tint on all the windows. Gutierrez, who's the other officer that was fired, in his own police vehicle headed eastbound, turned around, the police report says, getting behind Crocker's vehicle and turning on his lights and siren as well. The SUV stopped at a BP gas station because he's a smart man, mm-hmm. um, and which was uh, about 30 miles west of Norfolk. Um, the lawsuit says Nisario wanted to stop in a safe, well-lit place. By the time he stopped, he had gone less than a mile and one minute and 40 seconds had passed since the, the activation of the lights and sirens, according to the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Body camera footage shows the officers exit their vehicles, unholster their guns, and point them at the SUV. Okay, so he literally does like what many people do i mean is... like that's what i would do because like that's right. the whole thing. like you're like a woman like by yourself right. you're not gonna stop like on a dark it's probably not that dark yet but it was it looked from what i kind of saw from the pictures it was starting to get dark or whatever i'm not it gonna was, yeah i'm not gonna like oh yeah because it was a december so it this was dark it yeah was so dark. it was dark so i'm not gonna like just stop on the side of the road i don't know who you are like and i want people to other people to be around like so, yeah. yes. Screw you. I, I, like, one, uh-uh. I'm not sure. Like I'm like want to make sure that you're actually the a police officer, right? Because that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing that happens. And secondly, it's within my right to to stop at a well lit place where I feel safe. So, and it again, it took less than a mile and about a minute and a half. So it wasn't this like they were like in hot pursuit of him for you know it wasn't a car chase. Um, which is kind of like they're making it act like he was trying to, um, you know, abscond, you know, like whatever. So, um, so yeah, so they come out, guns unholstered, unholstered, um, pointing them at the SUV. Gutierrez writes in his report that uh, they decided to conduct a, quote, high-risk traffic stop, citing the lack of the vehicle tag, the driver's delay in stopping, and the vehicle's, quote, extremely dark window tint. Um, which I mean, like, it's whatever. I, I can't. Crocker orders Nazario to show his hands. Footage shows Nazario complying after he begins recording the incident on his cell phone. But the, the police report says he initially refused. Hello. Oh God, I forgot to 
do my phone. Okay, so let's turn that down. Oh, God. I probably need to take that, too. Sorry about that. Go on. Okay. Um, so he's complying, but the police report basically like says the opposite. Um, Crocker, the other officer, asks how many occupants are in the vehicle, and Nazario's asking what's going on. The officers again tell him to open the door and step out. And he, Nazario says, I'm not getting out of the vehicle. What's going on? I, I turned it on. Do not disturb. I don't know why this is still ringing. Do you oh have it God. set to no one on the do not disturb? Sometimes. I don't, but th- this is not someone on This my is not list. someone on your list? No. I, I don't know. So I don't know. What the heck? Okay, I turned it down. Like, hopefully, this won't happen again. Okay. Okay. Sorry, uh, guys. Real life. Real life. Real life here, folks. Holy uh, nonstop. <laughs> the life of a realtor. Uh-huh. Um. So, okay. So, the officers, officers tell him to open the door and step out. He's like, I'm not getting out of the vehicle. What's going on? Again, again, second time he's asking what's going on. Uh-huh. The officers approach the SUV, still guns drawn, and Azario says, I'm serving this country, and this is how I'm treated. Gutierrez responds that he's a veteran, too, and that he learned to obey. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. Gutierrez is heard telling Azario he was, quote, fixing to ride the lightning, son. So, first of all, so many issues. Like, what what are you like what are you threatening me with don't call me son um are you like how you're like straight sunning me right now like what like it's uh, um the lawsuit describes this as a colloquial expression for an execution particularly in reference to the electric chair Body camera footage shows Gutierrez, gun drawn, unfastening the Velcro around what may be his stun gun at the same moment he makes that statement. In his report, Gutierrez writes he switched from a firearm to the taser at some point before using pepper spray on Nazario. So first of all, all of this is just so stupid and wrong. Like, you asked him to put his hands out the window. He clearly has his hands out the window. He's asking you what's going on. No one's telling him why he's being pulled over. No one has, like, at any point in the entire footage, does anyone ever explain to him why the hell he's getting pulled over? Not once. Oh, my God. Okay, so I just looked up the meaning of the fixing to ride the lightning slang. Thank you. Quick quick Um, work. (laughs) Basically, it means to give someone the chair as in, like, execute by, like, electric chair. Right. Okay. That's, that's, and they say that in the lawsuit. So he's... Uh He's threatening him with execution, um, even though what he might mean is he's gonna stu- he's gonna taser him. Which again, why am I about to be tased? Help me understand. Why are any of these things happening? Why are any of these things happening? Like what what is actually happening here? Because none of this makes any sense. Um, and you still have not told me, as like a citizen of a citizen of this country, an officer in the army, so many things. You have yet to tell me why I'm being pulled over, which is just like the basic piece of like what's happening here is why am I even why are we even talking right now? Um, Nazario again asks, what's going on? What did I do? Gutierrez says you received an order. Obey it. 
Okay. And here's the like basic, basic piece that I feel like we all keep coming back to with these incidents, this idea of complying with anything that an officer says, like Mm -hmm. this, this bizarre idea that somehow police officers just have, like can just go around and tell anybody to do anything for no apparent reason. Mm -hmm. Like that's, not a thing and we are technically not in a police state so right this isn't a police state we're not just like under martial law you know we have we're (laughs) supposed to have rights and whatnot so and and all that yeah like so you can ask me to do something and i can ask a question in return which is basically what's happening here and mind you what they have asked them to do initially he did he they said put your hands out the window he had his hands at the window said what's going on they never answer his question um so he says you received an order you have to obey Gutierrez then tells the lieutenant he was pulled over for a traffic violation and is being detained for obstruction of justice because he's not cooperating the body cam footage Uh -uh. shows this aerial with his hands up and outside the window as the officers try to open his door. Gutierrez's report said that when Crocker attempted to unlock the driver door and open it, Nazario hit his hand away. The lawsuit said this narrative is false based on the body camera video and despite knowing it was not true, Gutierrez still included it in his report. Gutierrez then tells Crocker to back away before pepper spraying Nazario four times. Um, this is all in the lawsuit. He continues to mm-hmm. yell at Nazario to take his seatbelt off and get out of the car. Nazario says his dog is in the back of the vehicle choking from the pepper spray. With his hands still in the air, Nazario tells the I mean, his hands are in the air the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. With his hands still in the air, Nazario tells the officers, quote, I'm reaching for my seatbelt before stepping out of the vehicle. The officers order him to the ground while Nazario continues to stand by the vehicle and ask what's happening. Um, And Gutierrez is heard saying, you made this way more difficult than it had to be if you just complied. Mind you. You made it more difficult. (laughs) Right. He was complying. He was complying with what he was asked to do. His hands are in the air the entire time. The only people that made this more difficult were the officers in question. Um, because they would just not give him a straight answer about what was going on because literally that could like if you are actually pulling me over for a quote-unquote traffic violation tell me what it is that I did and presumably that my you don't think this is my car because the plates or whatever like tell me what the hell and we can like quickly solve that I can show you paperwork and we can be done with this like any other normal like this type of uh, traffic pullover. Um, in the um, in the footage, the officers wrestle Nasario to the ground, handcuff him while he repeatedly repeatedly says, "This is fucked up." Paramedics arrive soon after to treat Nasario for the pepper spray. And Nasario's request, Crocker also opens the back window of the vehicle for the dog, who is in a crate in the back. Body cam footage shows Gutierrez telling Nasario he understood the lieutenant chose to continue driving before stopping at the gas station for safety reasons and that quote this happens all the time and that quote 80 percent of the time not always it's a minority i don't know what the point of that was but 
he I guess he like acknowledges that that's why he was not pulling over right away. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I whatever. So the officers ultimately released Nazario without charges, but the lawsuit claims the officers engaged in conduct in an attempt to extort Nazario's silence by saying, quote, in no uncertain terms that unless he were to quote remain silent, the officers would charge him with quote multiple crimes and quote quote destroy his military career oh they oh that's where they messed up yeah in the body cam footage Gutierrez is heard telling Nazario he had spoken with the police chief and had two options the officers could either wait with him until he could drive home or quote go do your deployment and go continue serving my country and release him without charges or they could quote push the issue write him a ticket for no license plate display and charge him with obstruction of justice. Gutierrez is heard saying on the body cam footage, there's no need getting this on your record. If you want to fight it and argue, if that's what you want, we'll charge you, have you go to court, notify the commander, do all that. In his report, Gutierrez yeah. wrote he chose to let Nazario go because he knew the military could take punitive action against Nazario. So now they're like gaslighting, saying, you know, we this is, you know, we were we were basically being really nice to him because he says, quote, being a military veteran, I did not want to see his career ruined over one erroneous decision. Mind you, again. Your erroneous decision. Right. Like he has not made any erroneous choices at this point, at any point. Um, anyway, taken together, Nazario's lawsuit says the footage is indicative of a wider trend among police officers in the U.S. Um, the, uh, the, this is all from the lawsuit. These cameras captured footage of behavior consistent with a disgusting nationwide trend of law enforcement officers who, believing they can operate with complete impunity, engage in unprofessional discourteous, racially biased, dangerous, and sometimes deadly abuses of authority, including issuing unreasonable comply or die commands, ignore the clearly established mandates of the Constitution of these United States and the state and local laws, and usurp the roles of legislature, judge, jury, and executioner, substituting mm -hmm. the rule of law for their arbitrary and illegal conduct. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, amen to all of that. Yes, and absolutely. <laughs> um, Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring called the incident unacceptable in a tweet on Saturday. His office was monitoring the situation, and he called on the Windsor Police Department to be, quote, fully transparent. The video doesn't show anything to justify how Lieutenant Nazario was treated, he wrote. Um, so all of this is in the background this week. I'm just like setting the stage because people have been talking about this case because the video is just beginning to circulate as the lawsuit was it's been made public and all of that. This incident happened back in December. In the meantime, you have the, um, to just yesterday, just last night, um, Police release. This is from USA Today. Dateline uh, again, April twelfth. Police release body cam footage and death of Dante Wright. Police chief says mm. officer meant to use the taser during the traffic stop. Um, and so I'm not going to get into detail. This is still breaking news. This just happened yesterday. Um, da Dante Wright was shot once and died after the traffic stop on Sunday. Uh, Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon said body camera footage released during a new 
a news conference shows two other officers approaching Wright's car and the officer who fired the shot standing behind them. As the officer on the driver's side of the vehicle begins to handcuff Wright, a struggle ensues and Wright appears to re-enter the driver's side of the car. The third officer who had approached Wright is heard shouting, Taser, before she shoots Wright and the car drives away. Um, so this, I, there's a lot more detail to this, but basically Dante Wright was... Um, 20 years old he was driving um a, a new car that had just been given to him by his family um a week ago um he gets pulled over presumably for a traffic stop i, I didn't get clarity on like what they thought he, they were pulling him over for it specifically um he gets out of the car like you know a scuffle ensues he basically decides he's gonna like they when they pull him over they pull up his um you know his plates or mm -hmm. and or whatever and i guess it's not like I'm, i think they pull up his information i i'm assuming he gave him an id or something um and he, there's a warrant out so they go to um to initiate an arrest based on the warrant that's out for him and when that happens, a scuffle ensues. He gets back in the car, and the one officer is on the video is heard saying, taser, taser, taser. And somehow, instead of tasing him, they shoot him. He still manages to drive away, but because of the injury, he ends up, like, like crashing, like, a little, like, a few blocks down, um, and he's dead. Um, yeah. All of this is happening in Minnesota, just miles away from where today um, resumed the trial of Derek Chauvin, who is on trial for the murder of uh, George Floyd. Um, so like, just again, I mean, and I think we've said this before as we've been discussing all of these different um, police brutality cases and these, you know, black men getting shot in the street unarmed, um, traffic stops gone wrong, all of these things, you know, all of this is always happening in the backdrop of something else. And the fact that Dante Wright is murdered, you know, just a few miles away for, again, another traffic stop, even if he did have a warrant out for his arrest, whatever, like, why can none of these things be done in a way where people are actually, like, arrested and apprehended instead of shot and killed dead in the street? Again, a white man can kill eight people inside a church. They can do, um, you know, kill, right. you know, countless people and still get apprehended. Yeah, without any damage. I mean, just yeah. the, I mean, the was, just treat me like a white man is what I'm asking. Is, is all I'm saying because again, like the um, the shooter in was it uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, and then just now the one in the grocery store just over here uh, was it Min No, that Minnesota was this. I can't remember. Girl, so many was it Colorado. I want to say Colorado. Yeah, don't catch this line, but we the the grocery store shooting just a couple. I of mean, weeks there's ago. just so many of there's them. So like many. we went for a while because we were all on lockdown without right. this happening. Now it's like, oh yes, woo! Yeah, so another yeah. mass shooting where somehow the white guy with the gun um, is somehow apprehended, and he's and he's literally just like shot down like multiple people, um, and so. It's it's mind blowing how um, all these unarmed men 
who happen to be black somehow never get apprehended, somehow never get to the point where they're just arrested and arraigned. Um, and the right to their um, trial. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you have these like mass shooters who are armed to the teeth um, and somehow they're able to get taken in alive. So, um, and all this with the George, um, the the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd taking place. And honestly, the level of absurdity for the, de- the defense of this this murder, this racist police officer, ex-police officer, is so ludicrous, especially, like, just the levels that they're, like, pulling things out of their ass as, like, trying to say that Derek Chauvin was not the reason that George Floyd is dead. It is, it's spectacular. Like, it's spectacular Mm -hmm. in, like, the level of imagination that it takes to try to convince people that what you saw on that video for eight minutes and 46 seconds, and now some people are saying it was actually longer than that because the cell phone recording was started after. Didn't start right after, yeah, yeah, when it started. Yeah, Yeah, so. So yeah, it was drugs and his poor health was the reason he died. Not someone. Yeah, not someone asphyxiating him. Right. Mm -hmm. So former officer caused Floyd's death. uh, Cardiologist, um, former officer caused Floyd's death. Cardiologist says, um, and this is from the Washington Post, byline Abigail Halsner, Keith McMillan, and Marilyn Cornfield. Again, dateline April 12th. Um, As the Twin City areas reels from the latest killing of a black resident by a police officer, the murder trial of ex-Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin resumed on Monday. Cardiology expert Jonathan Rich testified that George Floyd showed no signs of heart problems and that he did not die from a drug overdose. The defense for Chauvin accused of killing Floyd after kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes before he died last May countered that compliance might have saved Floyd's life. Compliance might have saved George's George's life. Like, mm-hmm. That that is exactly what I was just talking about from this other case with the lieutenant. Like this whole again, this whole idea that if you just comply, this guy in the you know the army guy, he was totally complying, and he still was like at, his life was still at risk the entire time. So this whole idea that it's just, if you just comply, if you just comply, compliance doesn't necessarily get you get you off scot-free and also again we are not in a military state this is not china where like the government can just scoop you up off the street for no apparent reason and you know there's no recourse so miss me with compliance might have saved floyd's life that is absolutely absurd um it just it makes me so angry um so after reviewing all the facts and evidence of the case, this is um, the, the cardiologist, I can state with a high degree of medical certainty that George Floyd did not die from a primary cardiac event and he did not die from a drug overdose. Um, another bullet point for this says the so-called blue wall of silence might be shattering as police and experts testify that Chauvin's actions in detaining Floyd were beyond the pale. The prosecution in Chauvin's case is expected to rest as early as Monday, uh, Monday afternoon. So that's this afternoon with the defense expected to begin its case on Tuesday and closing arm- arguments coming 
uh, next Monday. Judge Peter Callhill will not, not allow Chauvin defense to use video of a police interview with Floyd's passenger, Morris, Morris Lester Hall, who has attempted to invoke his right to avoid uh, self-incrimination. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's just the quick like update on what's happening on in the, in the uh, Derek Chauvin trial. Um, yeah, it is, it is, it is beyond me that they're even like this. Yeah. This is even like what, like the, this is what we're talking about. That somehow there's all these other things other than the fact that you like basically asphyxiated this man in public with a smirk on your face the entire time, and then you're going to turn around and tell me that's not that's not what happened. That that's not that's not how he died. Mm. Like he was not on his way to dying from whatever uh, drug he'd used. Fentanyl is what they're. Um, he was had an opioid addiction. Don't get me started on the fact that opioid addiction has a totally different narrative depending on who's got the opioid addiction. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, that's a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other article, whole other episode. So, like, that's not. But even everybody stuff. knows that story because we've been seeing it for years. Yeah. So. He wasn't about to die from the fentanyl that he'd used, um, whatever at whatever point in that day. Um, he wasn't about to die from whatever you know previous pre-existing condition that he had. He died because you choked him out with your knee on his neck for over nine minutes. That's how he died, and we all saw it happen. And the fact that they're making an argument to to the effect of anything else is absolutely disgusting and unbelievable. And, and I, I, I can't like, it's just, it's just, it's, it is beyond the pale. It's absolutely beyond the pale. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to, what to even make of it. So, um, I mean, other than this, this world that we live in is beyond crazy. Um, so anyhow, so those are my like three like connected stories, because I just feel like you can't talk about one without the other. Like they're all. Mm -hmm. It's like the same story, the same narrative being told from all these different perspectives, you know, uh, two in Minnesota, one in Virginia, and, you know, and just countless others like that we've been talking about for, you know, the life of this podcast um, and, and before, like just, it's, it's absolutely um, awful. Um, mm -hmm. So what I'll end on totally separate international news is um the death of prince philip mm -hmm. um who died last friday um and who is now lying in state in windsor chapel um until um the funeral which will be um this coming saturday i believe mm -hmm. and yeah. um so the uh, Britain, the UK is in an official like uh, state of mourning through now through to the services on Saturday. Um, and from what I understand, Prince Harry has already uh, flown out and is already out there um, to yeah. be with his family. Uh, much is being made about the fact that like Meghan Markle, Markle isn't going with him, but she's super pregnant. Yeah. Um. So and then I'm like it's still like COVID time. I was like I don't know. I'm sure they don't fly commercial, but still, like I wouldn't want to just necessarily be traveling if I don't yeah. have to. 
Yeah, I just, it seems, I don't know. I just feel I don't like, think that's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal. Lots to be made about it, but I'm just sort of like, of course she's not going to fly. I don't know. It's just not safe. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, like, the baby's due in what, like, June? So, like, just I think June. April, May. Like, I feel like this late in pregnancy, you're not supposed to fly, like, if I'm remembering correctly. I thought it's like a, I don't think it's like I think she has like a maybe a couple of weeks. Like we don't really know like when her like right. you know. So yeah. Um. So yeah, but um, uh, Prince Philip was ninety nine years old. Um, and you know they've uh, he and the Queen have been uh, married. Uh, what was it like seventy some years? Like it's some. It's like a. I don't have it in front of me, but it was, I want to say 74 years. Um, so, yeah, I just a big, uh, you know, monumental kind of milestone in the life of the royals and coming on the heels of, you know, all the drama with um, the Harry and Meghan um, interview and all of that. Um, so our condolences to uh, the Queen and um, all the family who lost someone that was beloved to them. So mm-hmm. there it's, that's it. That's newsworthy, folks. That's all I've got, which is plenty. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. For all those horrible stories, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's terrible. I'm sorry. Like I said, And then I was thinking about Megan, too. Like, because that whole thing was a very stressful situation, I think it might be that her doctor didn't clear her for that reason more so. Because I don't then like the timing. Like, she's not cleared to mm. fly because of the That's time. true. That's probably yeah. true, too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's that's all my reporting. What do you have? Okay, so the thing is, when we were on hiatus, a lot of stuff went down. A lot of so, stuff. So, uh, but nothing really in the past week that was as interesting. So, um, some of the things that happened virally, like if you want to talk about some of them, we can. But like, just kind of briefly, mm-hmm. um, one that kind of I was just like, oh, so annoyed by this. Chloe Kardashian, did you hear about this? Um, uh-uh. Having unflattering pictures removed of her from IG? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait. Someone took like an unairbrush, unfiltered picture of her uh-huh. and posted it of her grandmother, I think. Or, you know, someone got a picture her grandmother took of her where she looks like a regular person and she literally lost her crap. Oh, wow. And like basically, like, lawyers involved all kind of stuff and like basically have the photo removed i was like you are making a much bigger deal out of this by doing all that than if you just let the picture be and people see that you're like a normal person you have some stretch mark you didn't have a baby girl um you know and you're not like 20 anymore so like you look like a regular person so okay well and the thing is like once it's out there like why even because people like it's like people could have already like I'm sure like downloaded. I'll be on screenshot because I saw it like right after like a day or two after all the hubbub you know happened right. about it because I don't check for them like unless it's like you know like I'm not I don't follow any of them so like right. it takes me like a secondary source to like see something that they did right and so yeah like 
girl, now everyone's, you know, kind of talk about it. It's been passed around, but she's like, people who wrote like articles and stuff about it, they've kind of had it where they've like taken it down. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like, like a lot less people would have seen it if she just let it lie. Yeah. So just <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. Um, Chet Hanks is still out there embarrassing his parents. Um, Chet Hanks is the uh, Jamaican Patois-speaking, um, badly-speaking um, son of um, Tom Hanks and Rita Hanks um, by declaring it white boy summer. Um, and yeah. What? what? Wait, what? Yeah. He Help dates me. a lot of like black women. So he was just, you know, saying like it's going to be white boy summer. And then like he had a shirt or sweatshirt or something that says like black queen summer. And I was like, I need you to just stop all together. Mm. And so, why? Yeah. Why? What? I don't know. So, yeah. Um, then also the whole little, yeah, we're going to move on because just. Okay. Poor Tom Hanks. I can't. Um, Tom, little, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Little Nas X and the whole like Montero video and the Satan shoes, like all of that, like happened. Um, yeah, I was like, oh my god. And then like the other big thing that was going viral, everyone lost their mess, lost, lost their crap on Easter. I'm trying not to curse, apparently. Um. People like lusting after Ron Isley, which is a thing I didn't know would ever happen. <laughs> um, and like giving us serious, like zaddy vibes. Um, people not recognizing, like, I didn't even watch it because I was just like, I'm tired. I was just like, kind of went to sleep. And people like kept posting about it, kept talking about getting mm-hmm. texts. messages, like, what is happening? And I saw a picture and I, oh, the reason why I really didn't watch it, I love Earth, Wind & Fire and the Isley Brothers, but the Steve Harvey thing, like, I could uh, not tell her that. Steve and I'm so Harvey glad. ruined it. Like, I yeah. tried to watch like a little bit of it and it was like, he just made it into like him talking so much nobody cares what you were doing when this song came out nobody Nobody cares about you i mean i was like why are you even there like can we just like why are you moderating this like this doesn't need to be moderated it's the music speaks for itself yeah he's the worst i hate him yeah and so i was like I, i could not endure that so i um just didn't didn't do it and I was like if I want to you know I'll just like listen to um their music I'll just stream it if I want to which is what I did and that's the consensus that everybody had yeah excuse me everybody pretty much that I knew was like why Steve Harvey Steve Harvey is annoying like this is horrible um so yeah that was all on my timeline but yeah Ron Isley showing up with his furs um and apparently his and wife is like super young or much younger why than is him. his wife younger than me is she really she's that young she's like 43 oh wow okay 
Yeah, I saw him. I saw like some, you know, again, people have been posting about it since the verses. And I saw someone post a picture of her and him together and, you know, making the point how much that she was younger. But I didn't catch like the age difference. You could see it in the picture. I was like, oh, she's clearly much younger than him. So I was like, all right, go ahead. I mean, he is a very good looking man um, and he is aging very nicely. But he is still 80 years old, practically. And I think about um, the episode of Sex and the City. I know you didn't watch Sex and the City, uh-huh. but it was an episode where Samantha, like the little sex kitten, well, she was dating an older man, kept pursuing her. And she decided to date this older man. And she was kind of like leery about it. And she was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, uh. Right. And she finally like did. And so it was probably about the same age difference. She finally did. And they were going to like sleep together. And then she saw his 80 year old body and literally like, ran <laughs> out the door <laughs> and the maid literally had her coat like at the door like oh, to hand her as she walked out stop. the door so that was the thing there's a meme like about that too where they're like yeah but this is what <laughs> right this may be the face but here's the body you're getting yeah it's, I was like oh my god that's so crazy oh but, that's yeah. funny yeah, how's it? He has like a fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old kid, or something like that too. So oh, I was wow. like, "Lord have mercy." Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I need a. I need um help and clarification with. I know. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Zadie, Zaddy, how do you Zaddy, Zaddy. Mm-hmm. I know what what it means. Like, I mean, who it like alludes to? So, like this, like older, fine older gentleman or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what is the? So it's obviously it's daddy plus what? Like, what is the Z? Is it just like? Is it like a combination of two words, or is it just like? Do you know like where the what the um, etymology of the word is? Oh. <laughs> god apparently it came out like it's like a rapper came up with like the term and used it in a song like a few years ago Mm -hmm. but i don't know like it's just like an attractive older man like you know he said like an old man with swag right yeah i don't know how the zaddy like the z got in there but yeah okay that's i I just needed to see if there was more information like i because i like it's been it's been a it's been a term for a while now and i've known what it's meant for all of that time but i'm just curious like i was like where did it come from and how is it like is a combination of something else that starts with a z and daddy or yeah not that I'm aware of, but okay. if anyone knows, like, please. Yeah, let us know. Uh, let us know, because, yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. Someone said, like, swag and daddy. Mm, but that would be, so, z- 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 like, oh, I guess he. Swag, yeah. Swag. Like, oh, mm, no. Mm-hmm. but i don't know but whatever so like that was like so yeah like all this was going on yes like in the past two weeks and like really nothing it's been like super like (laughs) that's enough i feel like between everything you just mentioned like my head is spinning a little bit like that's a whole lot oh my god so crazy so crazy Um, so yeah so wait tell me everything like not a whole lot because like i knew like that was going to be a lot okay um so 
this just caught my eye. Like, it's not something I would usually talk about, but I was just like, um, what? So Nick Cannon, my friend Nick Cannon, um, is expecting <laughs> twin boys. Okay. My good friend Nick Cannon is expecting twin boys with his girlfriend, Abby De La Rosa. Okay. This will be the second set of twins for him. Of course, we know that he has twins with um the Mariah Carey. Oh, okay, right. Um, and he also and um this will bring his progeny count up to six. Good children. lord, Nick Cannon. I had no clue until they said that. I was like, so he has two more, he like has two with every woman he's with, apparently. Um, so he has two with Mariah. Well, no, because he's with a whole. He's been with a whole lot of other women, like right. other than this. But like the ones he's impregnated. Um, so two with Mariah, the twins, and then two with his ex girlfriend. I think her name is Brittany. Not twins. I can't remember. Not twins. Okay. One of which was just born December. Stop it! I need him. Yeah. To, I need him. To, you know, I need him to stop. That's, yeah. That's just gross. Yeah. No. Yeah, and now he's having because they have like maternity pictures, and it's not like she, you know, you taking maternity pictures, you're not like right three months along. No, because you have to have like the visible. Right. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. gross. He's gross. Yeah. So that um, I was just like yuck. Yeah, I was like, Lord. First of all, he has a type because all these women look alike. One, one. Uh Um. And two, like, dude, wrap it up. Wrap or it snip, up. Snip. No, better yet, snip, snip. Yeah, just stop. I mean, oh my gosh. I know you have enough money to take care of them, but stop splitting up your legacy um, like that. Just cut it out. Like, that's, that's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. Mm-mm. No, sir. So, yeah, so that is that. Um, And then, of course, the news that just like broke my heart. We were all kind of like, mm. "What's happening?" Um, DMX. Yeah. Uh, um, so sad. Yeah, um, passed away, heart attack, saying drug induced. Mm. Um, at the age of fifty, the same day that um, Prince Philip passed away. Yeah. Um. And so I was just like so sad. And um, as most people know, like um, if you were anywhere around, you would see a bunch of forty and fifty year olds blasting DMX yes. in their <laughs> any you know manner of cars because I was one of them. Yes. Um, yeah. So it was just like the soundtrack. Like he kind of came out like towards my the end of my college years mm-hmm. and like the early, you know, in that early 20s. So it's like he, like, he became a thing like really like early 2000s, in, 1998. Like 98, like, yeah, 98, 99. Like, like he was, yeah. 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 And that's when I graduated in 98. So he was like hot, like, you know, like end of college and, um, but I, you know, like the whole Rough Riders thing was like a thing during college. So he was kind of like around, right. but like, yeah, really became a thing, you know, then like during my early 20s. And like, I love DMX. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've always, always cute. But yes. then, like, it was, like, yes. like the little love songs, but then, like, the gruff voice. I just thought it was hilarious. But, like, yeah, it was very good, so. Yeah, really sad. hmm And just, like, had demons, but still, like, kind of remind me, like, not, you know, as 
you know, profound to me is like Tupac, but like very much like a, you saw like a person trying to figure it out. Yeah. And like, you know, very like spiritual and trying to like make all of that like make sense, but still like have these demon demons yeah. and um rough childhood and just, you know, could never just like all you know, just kind of get there. So uh, recipes to him mm-hmm. and you know just thinking about his his children and yeah. his ex-wife actually wrote like something really um nice because her birthday mm-hmm. um occurred like shortly after he passed away um and so she kind of wrote a little thing i'm sorry i was supposed to have this up but I did not. Yeah, well, where you're looking for it, I just, you know, I th- I just was so like, I, I don't know, I just feel like what you just mentioned, I feel like he was the kind of person that you were just always rooting for because he had such a hard start. Um, and he was clearly like, you said, like you said, like battling a lot of demons, like trying to work it out in his art, trying to work it out, like, you know, spiritually, like, you know, he was like, doing the work and not always like successfully you know and so you were just rooting for him and even when I heard he was in the hospital and like how about how bad it sounded I was still like you know and like again we're you know again I'm always the one like working in a hospital knowing what I know like I'm always you know, like you, it was like so crazy to me because you're usually like yeah. yep that don't sound good <laughs> nope, nope 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 and I'm like uh can you have some hope please yeah and you're always like very realistic but you were just like I know it sounds bad, but I'm just going to pull through. I'm like, who are you? Again, I was just like, I'm always like rooting for this guy. Like, I'm just like, oh, you know, like it just, you just didn't want to see him go out like that. Like so young and for it to be, you know, drug related, you know, it's just, it feels like, oh, you know, like you just couldn't get ahead of it, you know? Yeah, uh, so I found it. Okay, go so, ahead. So, uh, Tashira Simmons, his name was Earl Simmons. So mm-hmm. she said, "Happy fiftieth birthday to me!" And like a crying emoji and a broken heart, with much prayer, pulling, crying, and a roller coaster of emotions. I couldn't bring myself to just celebrate the close and close the last fifty years of my life out without celebrating the life of one of the most important. It should be people, people in the world to me, my ex-husband. I know today is my day, but I also understand that God is love. So when God allowed me to open up my eyes and grant me the gift of life, I realized more than ever that was my true gift today. Glory be to God. I am so grateful to God and honored from the bottom of my heart for the opportunity while on this journey called life to join hands in marriage with a true disciple, an angel of God to do life with when we did. Everything we went through was necessary. It made me the woman I am today. As I enter a new chapter in life, I don't walk it in I don't walk it the same. Life is so fragile and special at the same time. And so it just kind of goes on. But you know, you know, it kind of was like, you know, because some exes won't say anything right. or you know, but she did like you know, because they were like together for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, you know, like just like his role in her life. And she kind of just posted some, you know, like pictures. Oh, good. And them. So yeah, so. That's a uh, very sad. Yeah, really. People are still. I mean, this was. Uh, it's Monday. This happened Friday, and I'm still. My timeline is still like full of DMX like tribute videos, tribute posts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and Rough Riders Anthem is like number one. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking. 
Yep. Okay. What else? All right, let's get personal. I know you have big news. Big news. Okay, so since we've been gone, I have uh, done a wedding, which was great. I love I love weddings. (laughs) It's my favorite thing um, to get to do. So, um, uh, one of my uh, coworkers um, and uh, her now husband, um, we had a lovely, lovely. uh, This was going on two weeks ago now um Mm -hmm. lovely wedding day and everything went off without a hitch and yeah it was just it was nice and then after that I had like did like kind of a little mini spring break I took a couple of days off work and I went out to Pismo Beach um just me myself and I and just had like a a two nights away just uh, so really like one full day where I was like completely away and it was so lovely like the place that I stayed oh my god that room I like so I got like a special on travel zoo on the rate and so I got this like oceanside suite oh my god so jealous (laughs) it was ridiculous like I'm sure like I like whatever it normally costs is probably like you know exponentially more than what I paid um and yeah so I just it was the kind of room like where you it had the floor to ceiling um sliding glass door and the glass door slides all the way open so basically that wall essentially like disappears you know and and the it's like a little balcony like patio like balcony area and then like right out to the ocean like the ocean is like right there um so yeah i was like well i don't need to leave my room like at all like (laughs) like there's no reason like i was like if i even if i want to like lay out i can like lay out right here like there's no reason to go anywhere um it was just like full ocean full sun the weather was perfect like it was in the like low 70s the entire time even in the mornings which typically by the beach you know is pretty overcast or like socked in like no it was just like sunny from like sun up to sundown um it was beautiful and so I had a really nice just little like mini retreat for myself um and um and then came back home so um and then since then this past weekend the big big news is that we have a brand new member of our furry tribe um oh, so many animals a menagerie over there it is it is we're done we're done three hey, i'm like you better turn to tanisha i'm not i'm not actually i had to i consulted tanisha our super fan tanisha <laughs> with regard to the addition of an, another kitty cat i've been I've been thinking about getting a kitten for a while now um, and really wanting to make it work. So we are in that process right now. We got a new kitten. Um, She's a cute little uh, Maine Coon mix. She's calico in coloring. So she's all kinds of fun to look at because she's just got all the different like patches of color, black and orange and white. And um, she's very sweet. Uh, I finally named her this weekend after um getting everyone's uh, getting everyone's opinion and like also meeting her like bringing her home I brought her home Saturday so today is only day three that she's been here I got her Saturday morning from the home that she was staying in and um so yeah but after spending a little time with her uh wanting her to match because you know the you know so 
for anyone who doesn't already know, my dog and my cat are the Colonel and her grace. And so since everyone has titles, we needed to keep the title title thing going. <laughs> um, so you had to. Had to, had to. So uh, I went with Lady Louise of La Mancha. La Mancha is because she's got a cute little like birthmark on her nose that looks like a little smudge. And that's what mancha means in Spanish. It means like smudge or like a spot or something, you know. Um, So Lady Louise of La Mancha, but we will be calling her Lulu for short. I like Lulu. Isn't Lulu fun? Um, and she is. She's just a little little Lulu. She's so cute. She's so tiny. It's been. I haven't had a kitten since high school. Like uh, we had kit. Like uh, when I was in high school, we got. A, uh, I think the last kitten that my parents had, um, while I was home, was in high school. And so I haven't done this whole transitioning, you know, getting a kitten <laughs> together for a while, but uh, it's going really well. And, um, and it's just this whole, it's mostly like the adjusting, like right now, really my focus is on helping her grace adjust to the existence of another feline in the house. <clears throat> so that's going to take time. So um, we are working on that and we're just going to be patient with the process. But I really want like this. My whole focus the last three days has just been like giving her grace extra love, like giving her a lot of like room to sort of just be herself. They're still not face to face. Like it's still too early for that. It's more of like she knows they both know each other exists. They're both like we're doing a lot of like scent swapping um so that they're getting used to each other's scents and all of that um and the next thing we're gonna do is pheromone therapy Uh so (laughs) there's these things called um cat pheromone diffusers and literally it looks like the the plugins you know like for uh air freshener but it's pheromones like and what presumably it is i've read a few articles about it and then the reviews are also really promising Um, But the idea is that it um, puts out cat pheromones that um, I guess it's like a synthetic mimicking of the cat pheromones that mama cats put out when they're like, you know, new mothers or whatever. And it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be very like calming, like it's supposed to like calm all the kitties in the house and kind of like give everybody chill vibes. Um, So basically it's hashtag just vibes over here. Uh, (laughs) just kitty cat vibes (laughs) Um, so that's what we're trying to do those are actually I'm waiting for those to arrive via Amazon today I bought a couple of the plugins so they're going to put them in different rooms and we're going to have a few days of just like pheromone therapy like get everybody nice and chill before we try to spend any like face to face time together because yeah it's just uh a little too soon for her grace right now the colonel of course is ecstatic like he's seen like (laughs) you were kind of saying that he wasn't really um Mm -hmm. he was like kind of like who what is this he's he's definitely like but like in an excited way he's kind of like oh you know like he's 
he loves cats like and he loves other you know like he's just a lover like he really is so but he it's funny so like he's he's seen the kitty and he and the kitty's seen him and she's really like what is that because like the place that she was at she was just like with other cats you know i like but i mean she was like part of her litter obviously and like with the mama cat like she hasn't met any other animals period so when she saw the colonel mm -hmm. she was just kind of like whoa like what is that and i was like it's fine you know so they've seen each other like laid eyes on each other and the colonel was just like oh oh oh, oh. you know like he's just like oh it's a kitty like you know he's like I just want to love him and squeeze him and hug him and hold him. You know, like, oh just, Lord! Like, and it's just like he's a bit much, right? So it's like he's like the opposite. Like him and her grace are on totally different ends of the spectrum. Like he just wants to like embrace the kitty, and she's like, "Hold on, dude! I don't even know what you are." And her grace is like, "Get the hell out of my house!" You know, so <laughs> like I need both of them to kind of like make their way somewhere to the center, you know. Um, and, and I will say the Colonel is a very empathetic dog. He's very like in touch with like how you're feeling. So he's also a little caught in the middle because he knows that Grace is upset. And so mm. he's also just like, oh, why is she, why is she mad? You know, like he's also like trying to make Grace feel better. And Grace is like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like it's a whole, like there's a whole drama playing out like between all the furry people in the house right now and i'm just trying to like <laughs> mediate all of it um so yeah so everyone's a little exhausted including myself um because it's it's a whole lot but i'm still very hopeful like i said it's only day three we've got a lot of other stuff to like try to like you know help move this process along um i am very much like you know hopeful that it's all gonna work out um but it's definitely a slow slow process so mm -hmm. we're very early early on in what's going to be a i think a long process so yeah so that's where we are we've got all sorts of things happening and um i will say i'm also really excited uh, because um forecasting forward i've uh, already put a date on the calendar for a little uh, get together here at my place for all the people that I know that have already been vaccinated. Um, so I sent out that little Evite yesterday um, and I'm so excited to have <laughs> people over um, just like food and, you know, again, speaking of just vibes, like just like mask free, like not socially distant. <laughs> you know what I mean like and safe because everyone's got their vaccination and it's at least two weeks or more past their second dose you know like so it's gonna be June 5th so like I set it out like far enough to where it's like even if you haven't already gotten your vaccination you still have plenty of time to get your act together and be here for this and it'll just be like a get together of like all like all my favorite people except for you because you're not here Oh, thank you. Yes. I was like, all my <laughs> favorite people with one caveat. Um, yes. So. <laughs> we'll do it again. When I'm you come like, out. Uh, what's his name? Uh, put it on his top hat. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, so. Yes. I'm going to talk about that when my let's get personal. So. Okay, good. So yeah. that's it. And the other, like, uh, thing I'll add is I did watch all the Oscar films, all the best picture films. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of the things I've done. <laughs> um, 
And I have to say, like, it's, it's interesting how different all the best picture films are this year. Like, they're so, mm -hmm. like, they're just completely different. Each, each one, like, very different from one another. Um, and I don't know how, I mean, I, I feel like it really depends on what the Academy wants to focus on. Um, I would say my top two, which is really like kind of makes the point of what I'm saying. My top two are Judas and the Black Messiah and The Father. And they could not be more different films, you know, like Judas and the Black Messiah was beautifully like written like incredible performances um especially by uh daniel kaluuya and um lakeith stanfield who i have a big crush mm -hmm. on um and i mean they were both outstanding and they're both up in their each of their own categories for best supporting actor and best actor um and um and obviously like a very important film like telling the story um of um Fred Hampton and and how the FBI um assassinated him um and just just a very relevant important story again sort of as like the the ongoing like backdrop of the narratives that we just talked about in Newsworthy today you know like like it's mm -hmm. all like interconnected so and just really well done like just a well told story about um the black Black Panther Party in the late 60s. And then you have The Father, which is Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Um, so two, like, you know, again, like incredible performances, like really dynamic. Um, and it's, and the way that this, and this one I feel like is more like the classic kind of Oscar pick nom, you know, like it's, um, you know, you've got like this starring cast and you've got um, a really interesting story of what it starts out as what seems like it's, it's going to be a drama about a father and a daughter and how the daughter's like the caretaker for the dad who's clearly like has like severe dementia. But as the film begins, you realize it's told from his perspective and how confused he is. And so it's... Um, it's a it's beautiful like it's beautifully done because it really draws because you're as the viewer you begin to become confused about what's real and what's not right Be hmm. because you're seeing it from his perspective and so at first like you're like oh okay this is a story and then like it switches because it's switching in his mind and then you realize like oh like this whole time you're not ever going to really know what's what's real and what isn't and that's his experience, right? So, like, it's so, it's so well done, and like, it's gripping, and that like very like emotional tale that it's telling, and uh, you know, and of course, like, you know, my mom had dementia, and um, just so for me, it was you know, so it was personal in that way to me too, of just like, again, like trying to uh, imagine that, like, how difficult it is for your brain to start not doing you know not not being where it it you know not giving you real information or real like not giving you reality as it is but presenting it to you in different ways right so um so yeah so I don't know like I'm like you know I, I always try to picture myself as someone who's getting to like vote for real like as a member of the academy right 
And, mm -hmm. um, and I don't like, I'm just like, especially like when it comes down to like, those are the two that are my top two. Like, I don't know how you would pick between those two. Like they're two totally different yeah. flavors and totally different in, in how important they are and why they're important. Um, so all the rest of the films were all really strong with the exception of Nomadland and Mank. Um, Nomadland is incredibly slow. I mean, painfully slow and just sort of like, okay, so what? Like, I just, I couldn't get with it. I watched the whole thing just because I always watch all the best picture, you know, but I, that's the only reason I watched the whole thing. Had it been any other movie that I tuned into, you know, just because it was on, like, I would have turned it off like 30 minutes in. <laughs> um, and then Mank, I also was like, I don't care. I just don't care. And I also feel like it kind of like, I feel like, this this is one of those things that like I feel like my cinephile uh, card is going to be pulled because I I appreciated that it was beautifully done like it was cinematography was spectacular um, and that it was meant to mimic the whole like the same style and genre as Citizen Kane and that's what it's about it's like the behind the scenes of like the making of Citizen Kane but I also hated, mm -hmm. I hated Citizen Kane. Like, <laughs> like, and I feel like that's one of this, it's like a mark against me, you know, because you're not supposed, you're supposed to love Citizen Kane. But I, I don't, I didn't get Citizen Kane and I don't get Mank. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't care. I just don't care. So <laughs> I feel like if, if you love Citizen Kane and you're into sort of that whole like Hollywood era of like filmmaking and, you know, like, I feel like there's like a few things that could make you be into Mank, you know, because it's like, there's lots of, there's lots of like clever, you know, references and there's like the backstory between the, the guy Mank and Orson Welles and all of that. Like, so, but yeah, I don't care. So those two, I would say, I get why they got, the the nod from the academy if either mm. if either of them win i'm going to be uh, steaming mad um <laughs> i'm going to be yeah i'm like you know there are those years there are those years and that's what i'm saying like i could see them being like we're not going to choose we're just going to go with this random one and i'm going to be pissed off um so yeah but everything else was really good promising young woman was crazy good um mm. I, I, I thought it was, I don't think it's an Oscar movie, but like, it's a really good movie. Like, I was surprised at the Oscar nod after I watched it. It is very good, but I don't know if it's an Oscar nod. Um, I mean, maybe, I don't know. So anyway, that's my Oscar review. And now I'm kind of going to get into some of the documentaries. I've watched some of them already. I'm going to watch a few more. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. What you got? Okay, so you kind of talked about your little mini trip for the wedding. Mm -hmm. So that kind of got me um, to share, like, I got vacays on the book, girl. Ooh, yes. I'm so excited. So I am partially vaccinated. Yeah. And <laughs> by, I get my last one on Thursday. And two weeks after that, I have the date in my calendar as and marked as freedom day yes i'm so excited so <laughs> the first trip is like just a little getaway with some friends birthday trip to blue ridge mountains we have oh, um nice. 
booked an incredible Airbnb. Oh, is it one of the ones that you were look that um because you were looking at some and we you shared some of those? Well, that one was different because that was where like a larger group of people were thinking about going like later. Oh, okay. So that one I know I showed you was like humongous, but there's just three of us going okay. um to this one. And it's um it's so nice. And like the outdoor like patio has like you know tv and an egg and like seats and it's just the view looks amazing so we're like super excited cannot wait nice that is gonna be awesome so that's next month um then i've been invited to with my bestie and her family Mm -hmm. um to accompany them to the national volleyball tournament thing in orlando okay so I will be going to Orlando with them for, gosh, I think it might be close to a week at this point now. And um, I cannot wait. Um, Have you been and, to Orlando before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cruises. So, yeah. Uh-huh. But I've never been that long. It's kind of like a day here, a day there kind of thing. Okay. So, um, yeah, we'll see, like, what the budget looks like. I don't know if Disney, but I might try to do um, – Harry Potter world I'll see if we can like fit that in we'll see um because I was like because I'm not gonna spend a lot of money on eating out because I can't eat anything well I'll get to later um so there'll be a lot of cooking because we're gonna be in like a timeshare kind of situation okay so um lots of cooking so maybe all the eating out money that you usually have on vacation I'll spend on those activities so We'll see. So looking forward to, yeah, a little bit while Big Girl is in her tournament, me and Little Bit will be <laughs> ripping and running in Orlando. Nice. <laughs> okay, that'll be fun. Yes. And then, of course, I think July, May, my birthday, I will be making a trip da, 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 to Los Angeles. Oh, so I have exciting. not been home like by that time, it will be two years. That's insane. I know. And like, I, t- I don't remember when I left the last time. I told my aunt it's going to be like a little while before I come back. But I literally was not. I was, well, it was supposed to be like were, maybe six yeah, months. You were counting on a pandemic to interrupt that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, we are planning a trip there in like June. And that all got last year. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, my gosh. I'm so excited, excited. to go home. Yeah, hopefully, like, yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, I've been having to make some adjustments to my diet, uh-huh. and, like, I was already doing, like, you know, the vegan thing, right. but I've had to get stricter mm-hmm. with what I was doing, because I was doing some, like, junk food vegan stuff, and um, I just, like, had to cut out the sweets. I did, you know, kind of fall off the wagon on Saturday, because we had, I was with the girls, we had girls night. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted a Sunday bar, but my Sunday was a half a scoop of coconut milk, butter pecan, mm-hmm. and coconut whipped cream. And I threw like five Oreos in mini Oreos in there okay. because well, I needed something else. Okay. And so that was my treat. And then I was like, that was that's kind of been all that, but like limited oil no like really like i'm not supposed to cook with oil um low fat vegan diet basically right so um yeah like after this call and i'm doing intermittent fasting with that oh which yeah uh, which version of it 
the one that's like what, the eight something eight. Eight something eight. So I'm only eating between one and eight. One p.m. and eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So that's been interesting. Like today, I like broke down and ate at like twelve thirty because I was like, "Oh my god, I am so hungry." Um. And I was driving, and I was like. You know, before, while I'm driving, making this drive, I would have stopped here. I would have stopped here right. and gotten this because there's all this food on the road. And I was like, you know, Bucky's. Oh, God, everyone went to Bucky's yesterday. So there's like all this Bucky's. I was getting taunted and teased. Uh-huh. But no, I sat there and ate my mixed greens with rice and roasted chickpeas uh-huh. and uh-huh. lemon juice. And vinegar dressing. Mm. So yeah, and I was like, mmm, so good. But I did get like hungry later. And so I made like a portobello mushroom cheesesteak. It's very good. Okay. There you go. And that's what I ended up I ate that like today too. So, you know, again, getting more I eat a lot of grain bowls. That's kind of like my jam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there's a certain way that I need to eat. And so that's been interesting trying to figure that out as well. The other good, you know, fun thing I did, you know, like there's so many fun things to do in the city. I was like, I'm just trying to relax and you know do my meditating and all that kind of stuff. So I went to a um, park. Oh, that's right. Here it's in Roswell, Vickery Mills. It's so beautiful. It's like really pretty. There's a waterfall, and you know, being the summer baby that I am, I love like I don't swim, but I love being near the water. Mm-hmm. So that was like nice just to be around the waterfall and to hear that. And it was just very peaceful and calming until we got to a section where there was just like a lot of people there, like little kids waiting in the <laughs> water. And I was like, okay, time to go. But yeah, other than that, like it's cool. So like I'm getting my walk on, getting my healthy eating on. Um, hopefully I'll be able to. Yeah, so that when I go to L.A., I can indulge a little bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. Because I kind of want, like, I think Susie Cakes has vegan um, cupcakes, right? I believe they do. I feel like every. If they don't, Sprinkles does. Yeah, like one of the two of them does. And here's the thing. It's L.A., so. (laughs) Yeah, so that's. Okay, I'm so happy because, like, in Atlanta, like, I can find stuff, like, but it's harder so it's just easier for me to cook Mm -hmm. and I know and then any vegan food is like super expensive out here right and again not really that healthy either it's like (laughs) so it's like right somehow they managed to make vegan unhealthy oh my god slutty vegan I was like this is horrible for you (laughs) or like any other you know place so I was like I know in LA like I can have like all manner of delicious and like uber healthy vegan food when I go home, but I will have to get you know a taco here and a cupcake here, right. like just yeah. yeah. So yeah, Woo-hoo! yay! I can hardly wait. I am so. I excited. know I miss all you guys like so much. It's so crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. It's to so weird. It'll be great to have you back in the city. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, like I haven't, I really haven't planned anything other than this party on June fifth. Uh, I need to figure out what I'm doing for my birthday week. Um, 
And we have something and some other things happening like later. I'm excited about those too. That too. I I have that in my radar, but like not really planned. What the probably, the trop our big trip. Our tropical trip. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very yeah, we I was like, I feel like we need to do um some sort of like a uh, group call to like look at calendars and like you know mm-hmm. just like plan and just be like okay this is when it's happening because that way people can get their money in a row and all that you know yes ma'am mm-hmm. so yes I'm so I'm so excited about that I'm just you know whatever it's just I feel like we're just on the verge like everybody just needs to be chill get vaccinated keep being safe like nobody make any sudden move <laughs> You know, nobody move, nobody get hurt, kind of a thing. <laughs> like everybody just like proceed with caution, and we might actually really be seeing the end of this pandemic. Um, and that mm-hmm. that just feels like, I mean, it almost like I'm. It's almost just like I'm still like so like tentatively hopeful, you know. But like I said, so many of the people that we know kind of all our inner circle people have gotten vaccinated that I'm just like, yeah, come on, let's come on over. I'm mixing drinks. We're ordering food and it's going to be amazing. Um, So so yeah, you know, it's just just like, I just feel like it's so easy just because I'm like, everyone hasn't seen each other in forever. Like, it's like, yeah, let's come over and everybody catch up. Like I, (laughs) stay as long as you like like it's yeah it's huge so um yeah it's exciting it's an exciting time um so despite despite how awful certain things continue to be in our world and in this country um and the stuff that we continue to like stand against and fight against and and speak against and um all of that um there's these like rays of hope and you know um things to look forward to um so that makes my heart glad Uh, yep yep yay well i mean i feel like we've we've done it and look unbelievably we're we're like under time um yeah yay low energy um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, we covered a lot. Like I mean, we somehow did it. Yeah, pretty succinctly. In record time. In record time. Look at us Look getting at better. Sure. That we think we've been doing forever. Oh, okay, no. it's been a okay. It's not that short. Okay, but it's not that short. But it's we're not like you know like trying to not hit the two hour mark, which is where we normally. Are. Oh god, because we apparently have so much to say and we don't talk to each other during the week and we don't talk to any <laughs> other people ever. This is our only time to have conversation during the week. Right. This is the only time we have to use all our words. <laughs> this yeah, like I always talk about like men, right. you know, people speak so many words a day yeah. and like, yeah, these are all of our words for the week. <laughs> Uh, well we thank you guys for tuning in and for being patient with us when we take these long breaks uh we hope you just keep on coming back hopefully you've subscribed so we just keep popping up in your feed whenever the uh mood strikes us and hopefully strikes you too while you're here you made it this far so thanks thank you bye bye
Wait Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.